What is going on, Comic Bookie fans? This is Mike with Mark and Sean for another week of the Comic Bookies podcast, episode 109. We are live on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Unfortunately, we don't have a guest this week, but fortunately for you guys, it's still us coming back for another week of colliding the worlds of sports and comics. Over on the comic book side, we have plenty of books to get into, and all of us have a gripe with Marvel Comics. Plenty of news as well. Jonathan Kent is our new Superman. Khaleesi is going to join the cast of an upcoming MCU TV show. The Flash begins production and Legends of Tomorrow loses a cast member. And over in sports, huge week. It's Talladega week. It's Stephen Curry, the MVP. Patrick Marlowe's huge night a couple nights ago. And the Super League. Short-lived, but we're sure as hell going to talk about it. This is the Compookies Podcast. Come one, come all. Let's do this thing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 109, live on YouTube and Twitch. First, our sponsor, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, Wednesday, new comic book day. Go out and get your books, new and old. Today, I actually got, what, four new books, and I picked up a whole big trade paperback of Crisis on Infinite Earth. So Alex, he has it all, and if he doesn't have it in stock, then he can order it for you, and you'll have it in five to seven business days. Well, Sean and Mark, uh, it's great to see you guys every week. I'm kind of missing a fourth square up there on the live feed, but hey, you know what? Uh, it was a good uh, three-week run, and we actually have another guest next week, but uh, time for a little break. So what's happening, guys? How are you doing? I agree, man. You know what? I kind of missed it just us three. I love the interviews, but episode 109, happy hump day, happy new comic book day. It is definitely good to have a nice TCB episode, just me and my two brothers, Right back to the collide in the world of sports and comics. Everything's good, guys. You know, uh, one day closer to the weekend. I know it, it was one of those days today at work. I think we could all agree with that. Oh, but yeah. no, nah, definitely happy to kick it for the next couple hours and do what we do. And yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Good, fun little episode. All the sports stuff going on, comic book, movies, the stuff that we love. Mark, how's it going, boy? Going good, going good. Um, lots of big news for us to touch on. Uh, crazy week. Uh, looking forward to uh, some races, looking forward to some books. And uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. I'm excited, excited to finally kindly get a episode that's more just us. You know, it's, we love those interviews and everything. But I'm sure that I know that even the fans would probably like to hear us cross talk with each other sometimes and here it is man before we get into another interview next week but um that's for a surprise for you guys but yeah man let's uh get into it if you guys are unless you guys want to talk about anything else man I i'm mean, ready to hit it i i was looking at um just today at work my wife she sent me a text like a picture of like what the weather's looking like the next few days it's like all over the place. It's like one yeah, of those weeks where it's like, oh, she's like, this is how people get sick. It's like 50 something degrees and then up to like 80 and then down to 60 something and up to, you know, almost 90 and then back down into the 70s, like up and down. I think one random day next week, it's supposed to rain out here in the valley. It's like, dude, what the hell? Like this is like the peak, you know, getting sick time. So you guys stay safe. Get your vitamin C going, you know, all your airborns and whatnot, because you guys are coming over to the palace next Saturday. So Please don't get sick or your ass is not coming. For those who don't know, 
May 1st is our brother Mike's birthday, so we will be at the crib kicking it, barbecue. I'm sure he's going to have something special for us on the trigger. And who oh, knows, yeah. maybe you'll see TCB live. You never know. You could definitely get a surprise. Yeah, the, the menu is still secret. I'll share with you guys after the show, and I'll share uh, <laughs> live during during the interview at some time next week. But it's going to be fire. Secret menu, huh? It's like the in and out out here, huh? Oh, dude. We, it's we, gonna, oh, dude. Every types. taste bud on your tongue is going to be. It can't be uh, that secret if you're asking me what what I prefer, whether it's the oh. pulling pork or a tri-tip. <laughs> Fans out there, if anyone's watching live, let us know. Uh, what do you prefer off the Traeger? You get a little bit pulled pork or some tri-tip? I see a guys Twitter vote coming up tonight. I know, right? <laughs> if, if anyone is watching right now, share the stream and then hashtag Traeger Nation. <laughs> so everyone who's on the Traeger right now or was earlier tonight can uh, can chime in. But no, no, I had to get, you know, the meat's the, the, you know, the biggest thing. Sides and stuff, I can go ahead and play around with it, kind of go kid-friendly and adult-friendly as far and in the appetizers as well. But I had to get the opinion of you guys as far as what the meat's concerned. So I'm going to have a nice 18 to 24-hour marinade on two nice big tri-tips, and I'm going to have – I'm going to do a – I don't know. I'm going to do two different rubs on them, so you're going to get a, a taste of something different. So I haven't done two tri-tips at once, so we'll see how it turns out, but I'm sure they'll be okay. And I know I mean, you watch – I know you watched that uh, Netflix documentary, I believe, on the seafood. So I don't know how enticed you are to maybe get a little bit of salmon, smoked salmon on that Traeger, man. But that's you know some what? of the best. Uh, on Abrams, that salmon. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's some, that's some of the best uh, smoked uh, poultry, if you will, that I've had before, man. It's great. Smash well, you know what? Actually, my wife was like, you know what? We should do like one tri-tip because, you know, you go to Costco, you get the two-pack of, tri- of tri-tip. And she's like, you know what? You want to do one tri-tip, and then we have a frozen salmon in the freezer. And I was like, I don't know. Like, do I do do I do both Surprise tri-tips us. or do one and one? Wait. You know, I don't know. Well, if I do the salmon, two of us in this house are not eating it, so it might have be some leftovers taken with you, you know, home with you guys. Oh, definitely. I'll take Speaking that home. My all language. Day. I like that. Bring the <laughs> I'll, 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 to go plate. I'll have it for leftovers, not one. Not two, <laughs> not <go>. three, <laughs> not four. <laughs> there we go. All right, fellas, let's get into the actual, uh, you know, pun intended, the meat and potatoes of the oh, – did I just unveil one of the secret items? Uh, the meat and potatoes of this podcast. So first is the comic books this week. So everyone interested in comic books, this is your next 25 minutes. Uh, DC, The Flash, 769, Nightwing, 79, Justice League, 60, Catwoman number 30, and this damn Fortnite Batman 0.1. We'll get into it in a little bit. Um, Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man 64, Avengers 45, X-Force 19, Captain Marvel 28, and this new kind of off story on the X-Men, The Way of X number 1. Boom Studios, we got Power Rangers 6 and The Many Deaths of Layla Starr. A new story, number one, comes out today. Over on Image, plenty of books to talk about there. Monstrous 33, Radiant Black 3, um, Ha Ha, number four. I'm excited about this one. Ultra Mega 2 and Stray Dogs, number three. Uh, IDW, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 116. And finally, AWA, they got one offering this week, Man's World, number four. That sounds nice. So... What do you guys want to talk about? I mean, we didn't talk about books last week. So over the last two weeks, anything uh, that you guys liked, what you disliked, because I tell you, there's like maybe one or two books that I want to highlight that I really enjoyed. But this week, I'm sorry. this I'm going negative on this one. So before I get to my negativity, uh, go ahead. You guys go first. 
Uh, I got to go with my positivity on Home Number One, which I was very fortunate to snag a copy of. And I know pre-production, just a quick little gist of what it was. Pretty much a family, a mother and son leaving their South American country due to whatever so issues are seeking asylum. So they're working their way uh, to Mexico, to the U.S. to go live with her sister. And it was just so relatable to the things that are happening right now because, you know, a lot of, you know, basically illegals come to our country. And once they seek asylum, unfortunately, the father and the or the mother and the son are separated and we hear all the horror stories of them freezing of them pretty much caged like animals Damn. but the son is actually a hero within his own right he has some superpowers and there is a cover of the story on mark's page right there and yeah pretty oh, nice. much uh, the kid is separated from the mother and he is trying to find his mother you know where's my mom where's my mom i'm kind of caged up and he's the uh kind of goes into like a solitary confinement he uses his powers which is kind of like what the heck is happening again his hands start lighting up and he just blasts a hole in the wall he has super speed so he pretty much escapes the confined area that he is and that's kind of where it ends and it kind of just like okay has hmm. a little bit of that little hero aspect to it but i think just if. the idea of uh the whole illegal uh people being separated from their family it, it kind of just hit home a little bit because of what we're going through right now as a country and you know a lot of people are really going through that right now and you guys know me i love comic books that it, it can relate to real life stuff so from that aspect it was definitely a goodie i really liked it i you would really like it mike for sure dude who who writes that if you guys have the book in front of you who writes it and who, who like who are the artists you know that sounds really interesting well julio I, anta is the is the writer for image comics guys uh i don't even know if i can pronounce the last name because it looks just like the end of the english alphabet just but anna oh we we anna it's like like pronouncing coach k's last name it's like coach k i don't know how it's shashesky when it's spelled like k-r-y i mean i don't don't know bro but and i know we checks with yeah julio anta on yeah, the right. Polish. <laughs> uh, you never know. It might be that or oh god, I I don't even want to take a guess and Brian the... Brian Valenza on the colors. Uh, guys, this is pretty much you know I was in there talking to Alex earlier and I kind of said you know I remember when I was first doing this podcast I came across a story on one of our comic book news parts of the podcast and it was about. How some guy had donated, you guys might have remembered this, probably within our 50 episodes, some guy uh, donated actually a bunch of comics to some library, I think in South Carolina to some. Yeah, South Carolina, I remember that story. And I remember, I remember it was, you know, it was a, they were talking about how it was important to kind of keep this in like the history books and comics because it's a way they portray like pop fiction of those times and eras and decades and whatnot, right? And Obviously, guys, I mean, we can tell when we're reading through these comics uh, week in and week out, they mention the social media aspect. And it's like a lot of how, what's going on in pop culture today. So, I mean, you're right, Sean, this home, it definitely hits home, uh, pun intended, with what's going on down there at the borders. You know, us being here in California, uh, I'm not sure people, Texas, New Mexico was just crazy. Border Patrol we're big fans here of the Mayans. We see how, I mean, how it's depicted in Hollywood and whatnot, Netflix. But 
Yeah, I mean, I think that um, the writer Julio obviously has a story and a reasoning behind wanting to write this book. At the end, I don't want to spoil it, but I think you guys should pick it up if you guys are into this type of stuff. But kind of gives a little gist uh, on the end of why he kind of wrote it and what was his thoughts behind it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's man. Real shit, man. It's good. Yeah, it's, I really liked it. It's going to be a, what, a, I think it's a four. Five, or five issue. Five, five issue part. One of those that we always talk about. Get in, get out. Uh, and yeah, uh, I suggest that you guys uh, pick it up. Once again, it came out last week, not this week, but it is a great book. Thanks for sharing that one, Sean. Yeah, I mean, uh, two weeks ago, actually, Seven Secrets. It's one of those ones where the sixth issue ended and I was like, what? Like, this is kind of weird, you know, to, to end an arc. And Sean, actually, it's one of those ones like Strange Academy where they took like two or three months off. Yeah. So issue seven finally started a brand new arc. But then it's it sucked me back in like the end of that issue and the beginning do. half of issue seven was so weird. And then it like totally told like a, a, a story of the, the main kid in this story, like where he came from, how he originated, how he was born, but then taken to a different land and raised by these weird fairy type creatures. Super weird. But it like, man, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, dude. Like it was to the point where it's like, do I dump this? And then by the end of it, I'm like, no, nah, never mind. This is actually a top 10 book that I'm getting right now. So, um, but actually, and then from last week, probably my favorite book, I'm sorry if this was one that you were waiting for till the end, but the Joker, man, James Tiny, and he's he's doing it again. Why the Joker, wait? The Joker was amazing. Um, I mean, just everything, all the aspect of, and then Batman comes in. You know, finally he unveils to his daughter Barbara that he knows that he was Batgirl at some point, and he's she's been Oracle, and now she's Oracle again. You know, it was funny how how he did that. Oh yeah, what, what your old man? It was funny how he, you know, the just the you know back and forth between those two. But my favorite part was probably the last couple pages where it shows the different factions, the different, you know, uh, mafias, the different gangs, what, what have you that are all going to go and try to kill the Joker because one way, somehow they killed someone very important in Arkham that they're connected to. So you had the family, the family that looked like they were straight out of a Rob zombie movie. You know, I forgot what they, I forgot what they were called, you know, and then you had the, the Bane, Mm-hmm. excuse yeah. me they pretty much made a new bane it's some chick i wonder if she's like you know new or whatever oh the samsons i think the samson was that family right and then finally the court of hours hours owls you know i'm always interested in the court of owls and what they have to offer as far as the batman story this is connected and you know not for nothing this uh punchline story at the very end the little side story that's pretty good too it's one of the best ones i'm reading as far as this new era this infinite frontier and these side stories that we're getting in some of these um uh, dc books this punchline one's one of my favorites so what'd you guys think about joker number two joker was awesome bro i think my favorite honestly is just the jim gordon aspect in the beginning just the way he's kind of talking to himself he's like working with batman but he's kind of lying to batman yeah i'll take him alive and even like barbara's like did you hear what he said <laughs> i don't know i don't know like the wording he used uh bring him back live he goes yeah that's an uh what was oh man i can't think of- he goes, he goes, he, he goes, yeah, that's like, uh, what does he say? Dude, what does he say? Oh man, that stood out to me. It was just, it, I had, it had yeah. to die. Yeah, ma- yeah. That makes sense to me. <laughs> that makes sense to me. And the brother's like, did you hear what he said? <laughs> yeah. He didn't technically say that he's going to bring him in safe and sound. I, I love that aspect of it. Cause I mean, obviously Jim Gordon's taking a way bigger role and obviously you know, he's just going after the Joker, you know, as he should. So no. And obviously with Barbara, you know, his daughter, 
So it's uh, it's really good that aspect with him and Batman because it seems even like a little bit different than like obviously the Batman Jim Gordon movies that we know. Jim, oh, I need the bat sign, so need to call Batman, but Jim's trying to take care of it on his own. To be honest, it's it's actually good timing too because if if people read this book and they become really good fans of Jim Gordon all over again, that's what we're gonna get in that new like Gotham City PD or whatever uh, TV show that's coming oh, out yeah. HBO Max. I think it's going to center. I saw an article earlier this week that's going to center around Jim Gordon. So I'm actually really excited. It's not just me, but tons of fans out there who are reading this book. They're probably going to, you know, get excited in the new TV show coming out. I think well, next uh, year. If that's what the new TV show ends up being, will it better depict Jim Gordon than the Gotham show that we watched? I kind of like I, Gotham. Well, I don't know. Because the Gotham was even earlier. It was because we didn't earlier see, because Batman we didn't even see Batman until the very last episode. Literally, yeah. It was literally a mere image of Smallville, where like you saw the red cape, the last freaking scene of the last episode of the tenth goddamn season, you know. So, but this one, Batman's already established. Literally. I think he's. I think it's year one. I think it's a prequel to the movie. So the movie's year two, and the show will be closer to year one. So it's still gonna be a younger Jim Gordon though. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Well, you know what I like about it, actually? I kind of like how, I don't know if Tiny just found a way to kind of spin off Jim Gordon, you know, from the Nakano that he, he created, you know, the the, camp, the new mayor or whatever, you know, and everything that's going on in the city. But it's almost like I feel like I'm reading a Jim Gordon story. Yeah, it's the Joker book. But what a way that Tanyan has of, of making it the Joker book, which you know is going to sell, right, guys? Because we're going to buy it. Joker, obviously, you guys look at my studio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But what I'm trying to say is the way to kind of bring another character into it that's kind of really the focal point, really, in these first two issues, in my opinion, have been Jim Gordon more than the Joker uh, and his feelings and his uh bouts and everything with joker and the nightmares and just being you know away from gotham now and just still trying to do good it's just i really enjoy the story that tying is hitting forth for uh, uh in this in this joker story man i just uh I, I don't know how far it's gonna be with with um gordon like if it in my opinion, like, let me ask you guys this question. Let me bounce yeah, it off to you guys. Arc. Is Gordon going to be like one arc or you think it's going to be like kind of continuing back and forth throughout like this Joker series right now? At least maybe until Tynion is done with the run, done with well, the that's run. The safe, but. That's the safe thing about having it called the Joker because you can always have Joker somewhere in the background. You know, they can have a six issue min- uh, arc with Gordon and then they can move on to someone else that's either trying to hunt him or like someone else that he's fighting against. But it's always going to be the Joker, either in the forefront or in the background of always, the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So who knows? It's actually a really good question. If anyone's watching right now and, and they're reading the same story, like what do you guys think? But yeah, the, but I mean, what a loop he's throwing us for, you know? Tinyan. Oh, the Joker, pick it up. And you see like the Joker in like five pages total so far. You know, the guy who looks like freaking Adolf Hitler is trying to tell him, uh, <laughs> you know, you should you should get the hell out of here because you've pissed off a lot of people, you know, and you can't stay here. Can't sit here, you know, so it's going to be good going forward, at least that first arc. And we'll see what happens after the first six. 
None of you guys are getting AWA uh, Upshot uh, Chariot. Uh, let us know, guys, anyway, by the uh, the Joker. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on our Instagram, Twitter, what you guys think about the Joker going forward in this uh, new story, man. It's uh, two issues in, getting good, and I'm excited how Tinian is obviously the writer of Batman and also writing this one, so you know they're going to have close ties. But any of you guys down with the Chariot from Brian Edward Hill – any of you guys on Grant Morrison's Booms, uh, Proctor Valley Road, I'm 50-50 on that one. I'm going to probably continue it, but I, I don't know, guys. It's uh, it's too Grendel, Kentucky for me, if you will. If uh, you, you pick, man, before we get into these two books that I got showing right here for this week upcoming. But, Mike, you want to – unless Sean had anything – Either scumbag no, I, or detective. I, I think I got to hear about scumbag. I still obviously haven't read it, but I love when you guys talk about it because it's like, okay, I got to really get like the trade paperback yeah. or something oh, when it comes oh, out for if sure. If you want a good laugh, did all of us pick the up scumbag Batman? talk? Did all of us pick up Batman the Detective? Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, so did all of us read it? Sure did. So let's talk so, scumbag. We'll save Batman the Detective for last before we get into these. Mike, how'd you like the scumbag once again? Rick scumbag Remender. was cool, man. Uh, that cover, man. <laughs> that yeah. cover. I think Batman the, stays awake. Yeah, and, and that's kind of weird how it was like the last page of the last issue, issue six, and then they come back with this issue. If uh, the fans can see that are live with us right now, you got um, he's doing a little bit of uh, um, cocaine. With Christina Aguilera <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan talking about uh. But I don't know, Mike. I think that this issue was probably the worst issue that I've read so far. Kind of I, I, out I would, there. I would in kind my of agree opinion. with you. It it sets up the new arc. You know, like he's somewhere else. It's a new mission. You know, they're following another lead. But at the same time, that you know that he's kind of in the back pocket of the Scorpionis. You know, so at the same time, he knows that he's going to get something for Scorpionis. You know, so. Uh, and now you've got this chick just talking to him about, you know, the difference if he picks love or hate. And then, like, she puts mm-hmm. his his girl pedal at the end, which is obviously going to propel us into issue eight, which, you know, this idiot, he's just going to do something just uh, off the wall to just try to get laid because you know how this dude is. It's just straight scumbag, man. I mean, the what, the, yeah. the, the stuff that the, the stuff that Rick Remender comes up to write in this crap. Dude, it's I am just like, where does it's like the, where does he go find this I stuff, know. dude? I mean, it's just. Like we're lucky. Like I'm lucky that I like the Punisher Max series so good, so much right now because I'm just like on it. I'm like I need to see it through through the first ten volumes. But man, I got the first three volumes of Deadly Class sitting over there in my freaking hutch. Like I and I want to pick it up so bad, knowing now that Rick Remender's writing it. It's like oh, if, if I can expect anything of the same, I can't wait to start that. I'm starting it next for sure. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, it I was just, yeah. But I but I get what you're saying. It was kind of weird with the henchmen outside that they were fighting against. You know, it was just kind of not what I expected. It was more like kind of sci-fi-ish than just like the real gritty, like him at the bar blowing everyone up with the gold bomb. And it, you know, what I'm saying like just the, you know, what I'm saying it was just kind of different. A, and there's and, always. And there's sometimes I like different, but in this, you know instance i didn't like how it was different so hopefully it kind of reels back in issue eight going forward 
Yeah, definitely. There's always one thing that won't be different about this scumbag is his uh <laughs> his power to pursue the P, you know what I mean? If you Yes. His affinity just, for the drugs and yeah, the AS. Just, what does he say? He says there's a part when he says there's a part where he says, oh, I don't need something, something. He's like, cocaine is my co-pilot. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't have any fear or, or uh, guilt or regrets or whatever. <laughs> cocaine, right here. Cocaine is my co-pilot. I'm like, this dude is wild, man. It's yeah. just, this is one for, this is probably the craziest book I've read so far. You know, I've read some books that have had a couple arcs or, or not arcs, but a couple issues or a couple, you know, couple issues but man this one to just every book is just dirty d- demonizing just uh yeah he crazy. just don't give a damn but hey that, that's why we always say on this podcast that there is something for each and every one of you out there i hate mm-hmm. the the stigma that comic books are for kids because i'll tell you the truth i used to think that till i did this podcast now i'm doing this podcast got a sponsorship ti comics you guys check them out fremont california at TI Comics, Twitter, Instagram, guys. Um, but I, from f- from doing this podcast, I'll tell you what I figured out, man. I figured out that I'd say 20%, 25 are probably for kids, and 80 to 75% of comics are usually, you know, adult wise. Like I mean, can nature, you imagine? Really. I mean, can you like can you honestly imagine if you took Even every the- single like every single person in the world who watches movies and tv shows right now based off of comic books and i'm not just saying like marvel and dc but like deadly class was a tv show preacher you know all these ones were like based off of comic books walking dead can you imagine if those people then turned around and started reading comic books how much money that would the industry would freaking explode because not gonna lie pre-2000 pre-spring of you know or summer 16 i would i talk shit about comic books i was like ah it's nerd stuff batman like i like like i love the movies i love the tv shows and stuff like that but it's like that's kind of hypocritical like you know oh you you watch all the tv shows of batman superman everything but you're not gonna read the books it's like it's not like picking up novels and stuff like like a lord of the rings or harry potter or whatever it's like a 15 minute read if it's thor it's four minutes and 49 seconds but you know Nonetheless, (laughs) Nonetheless, <laughs> can you imagine the industry and the comic book scene, how if it would blow up if every single person that watches WandaVision turns around and goes and starts reading you know, Thor or Batman or Scumbag or whatever? Like, insane. Well, I talked to Alex today. He kind of gave me a lowdown a little bit more on what the statistics and numbers might be a little bit more accurate besides our thinking because we're kind of thinking, oh, there's 100,000 – comic book readers in america how there's 330 350 million people in this country you're telling me not even half a million alex kind of you know he told me well there are more readers the thing is a hundred thousand probably have pull lists a hundred thousand probably read like the separate issues like me and you but he said where they really make their money where you got like more readers probably millions and whatnot that's the trade paperbacks like you got today mike crisis on infinite earths and whatnot but Mm -hmm. he said that it just appeals more uh space saving wise just uh getting into you know the comic he said obviously we we live in the bay area you know we have a great access california it's kind of easy to get to a comic book shop around in these metropolitan areas that all over the country but obviously 
you know, there's parts in the country that is not rural or whatever, and you don't really have access to comic book stores where, or even if they do have an access to a comic book store, it might be a little bit farther like it is for you, Mike. If you didn't work out here, I don't know how feasible it would be for you to go from Tracy to Fremont every week, right? So that could yeah, be, be a problem. It'd that be the one a, that you went to, like the one in Antioch. That's like the closest one. Mm-hmm. That could be a problem that we're facing, in my opinion. You know, if you live farther away from a store, you're like, oh, I, I can't. I can only go to the store like once every two or three months. So why the hell am I going to pick up, try to pick up all these books, issues individually for $3.99, $4.99? When I can just get the trade paperback and wait and go back every three months, whatever. But definitely, man, I wish there was more of a crossover from the entertainment, the motion picture side of it, going into the comic book reading side of it, because we all know how important it is to read. What One of the most important things we got kids, uh, you know, one of the most important thing is you got to read to them at night, expand their brain and uh, get them, get them thinking about different aspects. And uh, reading is very, very important. And let me tell you guys, as much as you guys might think that it's kiddish or whatnot, but I'm telling you 80% of comics are, or are for adults. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent, man. It's, and, 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 and even, even dwindling it down to like these Batmans, right? You go into the store, Someone that might not know much about Batman, but you see him on Target, you see him at Walmart, the toys, you let your kid play with him, Batman, you walk into a comic book store, I'll let my kid read, man. And then you got like these crazy, I mean, some of these artists, I saw the variant for Joker the other day, you know, Joker 2, I was about to pick up one of the variants, I don't know if you guys saw it, but man, it's like knife in his hand, blood on the floor, it's like some of these, uh, Batman or not, you know, it's just uh, don't let the name <laughs> fool you just because you see these toys and stuff at Target and Walmart, man. These comics are Batman detectives. They can be kind of uh, gruesome at times. I mean, I was listening to a, an interview on the Fat Man Beyond, and Ed Br- Brubaker, I think his name was, he was on there. He actually was the one who created Winter Soldier, kind of brought Bucky Barnes back to life in like 2005 and made him the, the Winter Soldier, what he is. And he said his daughter, I think, she wants to be – I forgot the specifics. But, I mean, you have instances like this where you have kids nowadays who watch these Pixar movies and the Disney movies who want to be like graphic designers and, and, and work in that. So imagine you have someone who wants to read comic books as well. You know, If you introduce them to comic books, that kind of may steer them in a direction that way, wanting to work in animation or production of these live action or, or you know, cartoon movies as well. So, I mean, comic books can open up the imaginations to like anything and – I, yeah, yeah, it's just a great thing. So, I mean, so moving on. So, Mark, before we get to the Flash, I just want to mention me and Sean are expecting big things from this Alien number two. I would think you would concur, that might be Sean. The best Marvel book right now, to be honest. Um, on the Skybound of the Image side, Ultra Mega. I randomly picked it up last month. Amazing first issue. So, second issue I'm excited about. And Justice League from Brian Michael Bendis. Man, it's only two issues in of a BMB's run, but if it doesn't get good in the next few issues, I might already drop it. So. Other than that, uh, Aaron, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up, Aaron? Thanks for dropping now in the chat. Aaron, Aaron. what's up? Welcome, Aaron. All right, Mark, let's do Flash first. Uh, You got to do that with Sean, baby. That's his guy. So I I know it was my pick for the week, but that's because obviously, I mean, I should if I knew how hot Fortnite was going to be, but I don't play no damn Fortnite. So uh, we might be giving this one away. I might be having (laughs) to give up my issue sealed sealed and indirect for the fans this is how much of uh how much i love you guys but 
Let us well, know. You Fortnite we'll talk fans. A, we'll talk about like, dude, I wish I could get massive my, giveaway. I wish I could get one of my guys live. I should have booked them earlier, man, to talk about it because uh, he go he I got I got him a copy and uh, he knows a lot more about the whole story. You get some type of like what uh, Harley uh, skin or something skin, for the yeah, game. You can, you can play as her or something. I don't know. Yeah, you, we, yeah, you wish you would have known if you saw how much this damn thing was going on for eBay right now. But comic bookie fans, you can get yours for free. Maybe check out some uh, contest rules coming up here in the next couple days. But guys, let's get into it. Flash, uh, what are you guys expecting, man? I'm expecting. Uh, I, I, are you expecting what you're going to be expecting in that Superman that you talked about, Mike? Is it going to be a whole new Flash? Because that's what um, it's looking like. I mean, right? well, he's in a different part of time. It, from the last issue so yeah. who knows and it's it might be a, an issue full of just the dominators and how he's you know fighting against them and then by the end of the issue he'll be in another part of time or whatever so sean what are you expecting man i know you expect a lot from flash i don't want to drop it you know i it's it's not in the batman detective action superman realm where i don't think i would ever drop it no matter what but oh my god i've you been reading flash it. non-stop since 2016 Yes, give me a reason not to drop Why? it. Give I think that's the same, bro. I I don't know how many more we can keep getting though until it gets better. Like it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't like really been good. It hasn't it really hasn't given us a reason to keep it. That's my biggest thing, other than just like you've read it for so long. And the I, other art's than, been good. Well, other five. than uh, the issue with you know Wally going back and you know trapped in time, like that actually was like all right, this could be something good. I mean. We just need something. That's really all it comes down to right now. Because, I mean, it started hecka good. But while I was reading it, I was watching all the, you know, CW episodes. I'm like, I've seen these characters. I've kind of, okay, kind of getting aligned of what's going on. But then it's just kind of just really getting repetitive. I'm getting lost in the Speed Force and... Yeah, I mean, once they, yeah, once they got away from like Reverse Flash, Gorilla Grodd, they started doing like that Paradox uh, story arc. Yeah. And, and right now, like I, I need a classic Flash villain. I need right Reverse now. Flash, bro. Like even it's so classic, but it's so good. It really is. Yeah. Like, and what, I agree. Uh, what was that speedster from the CW show? The one after. Uh, was it was it Godspeed? The one in all black. Mm-mm. The all black one. Oh, you mean uh, Zoom? Zoom. Even like a story with Zoom. Like I know these are like you know from the show, but I mean I kind of Avatar. Like Sabatari. Sabatari like, when he like you know, the whole season trying to save him. Yeah. So what are the uh, if I could if, if I could uh, put odds? Um, I think the odds for you guys would have to be different though. But uh, what are the odds that you guys taking if it, it, either drop it or keep it? The Flash. I mean, I'm kind of fifty fifty right now. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I, mean, I don't think I don't think it's as bad as Batman Superman started to get where I was like I'm, I'm about to drop this and it saved me one time and. Williamson saved me again, and I ended up dropping it because I wanted to get more into the indie stuff. But, I mean, The Flash, I mean, it's been kind of a day one book with us here on this podcast uh, with the movie coming out with the CW show and how big of a character he kind of is and, you know, the the whole realm of the DCU. I can't really see myself dropping it, although uh, it's not my first to read. Yeah, no, I know, but it's it's one of those ones where since we have the general sponsorship from Treasure Island Comics, it's one of the ones where we can justify keeping it because yep. could be because we get a handful, you know, like given to us. 
So it's like, like, why would we drop it when there could be something good coming along the way? And odds are, like month to month, because remember it's only da- it's down to once a month, so it's not like we have to pay it for twice, a, you know, monthly. It could be free, like, like either way. So and I don't think I'm gonna drop it, but I, I I'm I'm tired of complaining about it every month. That's for damn sure. I want I want to you know have a positive conversation about the Flash. Seven sixty nine next week, you know. And this is probably my tied third book favorite book that I read last week. The one that we all got, although I did enjoy Home and uh, Joker a little bit more than it. Um, and Scumbag was probably about right on par with it. But Batman Detective, if you guys want to get into it real quick. That was actually really good. I loved uh, kind of the transition of him going from I got to leave, obviously Gotham. I'm going to go, you know, cross the pond. And obviously, you know, you've seen the plane crash and they're like, what that twist? But kind of like at the end, like ended up being people that Batman at one point saved. Saved. So you kind of think, who the heck is this villain? Like, what kind of sick person is this? So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Even throughout like the story, you see him kind of explaining I'm older now. I got to be smarter now. When I hit him, I got to make sure it hurts him now. I can't be catching all these quick guys anymore. So he's definitely older. But no, it's a fun little story. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it had the uh, Europa feel like Mark uh, asked you about. So, I mean, he goes to Europe now. He's he's working with other people, you know, so it's it's definitely like a way off continuity, but it's sort of in the same realm because doesn't he mention that he doesn't have Alfred anymore? He doesn't you know? have so Alfred. It's, nope. it's the same. It's the same. So I do like it. It was one of the ones where it went it went from, oh, thank God, this is only six issues to like, oh, damn, there's only six issues. Like this could get really good. Like I could see this as a maxi series, but at the same time, it's like okay, cool. They can put together a really, really good story within six issues, and then it's just gone. You know, like I'm happy it's it, it, it's like that. So, and, and Mark, I, what do you think? And I'll admit, I did enjoy the ending of the book a lot more than the beginning. I feel like the first couple pages, it was kind of like, mm, am I really going to enjoy this? Uh, not too familiar on Tom Taylor's work. I asked you if you were going to pull it, and uh, the response I get from uh, your guys' host here on the Call Me Pookies podcast is, uh, Tom Taylor, Come Batman, on, duh. So I'm, just, <laughs> uh, I'm not too familiar yeah. with Taylor yet. Uh, I I mean, six issues, of course, I'm going to pull it, guys. Uh, I just want to see a, a little bit more how it's going to go. I think sec- this is one of the books that probably the second issue is going to be a little bit better going into – what we know, what I know now about, or what you guys know now too, because this mm-hmm. is obviously a new story. But uh, you know, I'm excited. Don't got, I really don't have an opinion on it yet. I'll just leave it at that. Really, I, I'm excited for it. If it was an ongoing, I probably wouldn't pull it to be honest with you. So uh, DC, you're smart because you're gonna get my money for uh, six issues, man. Here yeah. it is, Batman Detective. Once again, this is from last week, guys. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. See what see what we get from it, guys. I think they actually changed the name too. I think it was like Batman Dark Knight or something like that, and they changed. They had to change it for Batman the Detective. So, but Mark, if you want to know more about Tom Taylor and his past work, just come on down the road in Newark to my parents' house, and we'll go upstairs to my mom's closet, and we will get her long boxes of every single Injustice book to date. Injustice Gods Among Us, wow. you know, years one Marine through five. Down, man. Injustice two, she has every single one of those issues. So, and if you're right. interested in some Buffy, she might let you borrow that too. So, 
Um, but yeah, so this damn Fortnite, dude. So this is way over my head, way over my pay grade. You know, I'm not doing the um, what the hell's the dance called? That orange, the freaking where it's like, eh, what the oh, hell's yeah, that dance? Do it now, bro. You'd no, be no, doing the dance if you had an episode. Uh, if you had a, uh, we always get them confused on this podcast. If you had an episode, yeah, an ep- If you had an issue to put it on eBay, you'd be doing the damn dance, guys. Uh, uh, man, so I mean, like, do we have a synopsis of the story? Because I know it's like they're fighting against Fortnite characters, right? Isn't Batman fighting against Fortnite characters? I'm not sure, man. I know I that mean, Harley Quinn is kind of gets like a new suit. I don't know if the suit has anything to do with the book itself. Uh, mm. If it has any, if it changes her abilities, if you will, going or if she teams up with the Fortnite. I haven't read too much into it. I actually wish that I would have. Excuse me for not doing so. If I wish, if I knew that it would have been this big, you know, I asked Alice to get me. A, I asked Alex to get me a couple of these copies for my friend and I. You know, I just wanted to get it because my buddy wanted to get it. You know, because he's a big Fortnite guy, and you know, I'm a big Batman guy. Obviously, not Fortnite, but. I said, all right, I'll get it for you. Shit, oh, I might as well get it for myself, too. See what mm-hmm. it's about. I want to read it. Nonetheless, that I know it was going to come bagged up because it comes with a code uh, for a Joker Harley. Uh, sorry, Joker Harley. Criminal Sanity. Just got done reading that one. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a Harley Quinn skin or something. If you guys are out there in the chat, let us know what the hell a skin is for all us guys that are not on Fortnite. Sounds like some but, Dexter uh, shit. <laughs> I I was actually I was actually kind awesome of depressed. I was to tell you the truth, if you guys do not know, you guys are going to be listening to this come you know, a couple days from when we're recording this on 421 2021. <laughs> but uh uh I was talking to Alex and he was kind of like, "Oh, it's already going for like 40 bucks on eBay." And I'm just like, "What the hell? They're bagged up." So it's like you can't really open up and open it and read it and try to resell it on ebay so now i'm kind of like it's a story that i'm not a hundred percent all about because obviously i'm not a Fortnite guy uh do i sell it do i open it up and read it try to sell the code and i came to a conclusion kind of earlier when i went to the bathroom before we started recording i thought about i'm like Maybe we can give this out to a fan. You know what I mean? Like, uh, keep that in the works. I, I don't know. Maybe your thoughts on it, Mike, Sean. But uh, I kind of thought about giving away my copy. Obviously, I'm going to give the other one to my buddy who's going to use the code and actually utilize his uh, his book. But I'm, we're, we're all about, you know, making money here, trying to hit on some stocks and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. But, hey, we're all about the fans, too. So I might be trying to give away my copy. Let's see if we can come up with something fun that we can give this thing away to a loyal listener out there, guys. Everything come out okay, Mark? What do you mean? You said you went to the bathroom. I just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't have Taco Bell, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting up there in age, bro. We're, you know, we're going to start having to go to the doctor once a year for you know what. Well, you're getting up there in age. We're in about 10 years. We're going to have to start getting the thumb stuck up our butthole. That's, so what, check for- <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to say when does it. As long as, hey, it's so- not Kawhi- hey, as long as it's not Kawhi's fingers. Oh, God. Or, or, uh, E.T. <laughs> was, it, was it Larry Fitzgerald? or who, What was the receiver with... Or DeAndre Hopkins or one I forgot who it was Julio 
Hey, maybe by then they'll have. Maybe that's ten years from now. Maybe the technology will be advanced. Maybe and like it's just a <laughs> MRI or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just gonna be like a little microscopic type fiber optic. Maybe. You know, that could just. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Or at least I just one. I some older guys at the job about it. It's just it's yeah. pretty funny, dude. Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, just give me something that just it's just like one knuckle in. Just I don't want to, you know. I don't need and to I, go all I'm in. laughing at him like, oh, I, I actually topic, took one please. of my co. I actually took one of my coworkers on lunch to get. I I think it was to get that done. And he, it's like he couldn't drive. I had to drive him, and it's just I'm like, dude. I was like laughing at him, not 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 knowing or knowing that ten you. years it's gonna be my ass. Yeah. But um, uh, it's important. Okay. Colon cancer, killing colon, prostate, men out yeah. there. Uh, don't be don't be too man enough to not go get checked. Uh, get it checked because uh, that's what you pay your health care for. So yeah, yeah it's true. and they yeah, and they used to be fifty shit. and they dropped it to forty five, guys. So it's important. Go get yeah. checked. Colon not screens. just men, but and women because I think Sharon Osborne, I think she had colon cancer. So it hit, I mean, obviously women aren't going to check get their prostates checked, but you know, colon cancer as well. So uh, after that PSA, let's get into some news on the comic book side. We have a lot of like little hitters and maybe a discussion or two on one. Um, big news: The Flash began production like yesterday or a couple of days ago. So finally, we get that sometime in 2022. That movie's going to come out. Sean, our boy from Prison Break, Dominic Purcell, a.k.a. Mick Rory, a.k.a. Heatwave, is no longer on the Legends of Tomorrow TV show. Um, I think from what I read on online of the article, I think he I think they kind of, you know, took him out of a few episodes. He wasn't like a more recurring character and he got pissed off. So he's no longer there. Miss Khaleesi, Amelia Clark, is reportedly. From the intro, here it is. He's, she's reportedly joining the Secret Invasions series cast on Disney Plus, so for the MCU. So that's very exciting. I haven't seen her in much because she's been in kind of just she's been in a couple rom coms, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, can't beat Khaleesi. Good job, Marvel. Very impressive. I don't think that they're gonna beat Khaleesi in this Secret Invasion story, but we'll see. Uh, and Hulu green lights a ten episode sequel to Himium, aka How I Met Your Mother. I actually binge watched that show from like the first to like the second to last season. And the only season I ever watched live, like week to week was the last season. So amazing show, just classic one liners. You know, it was those one liners that you can get from Seinfeld and friends in the office and stuff. It's up there with those shows. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. And Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, who are the creators of How I Met Your Mother, they're actually on this one. They're returning to it. It's called How I Met Your Father. And it stars Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff from nice. the Disney Channel fame. Man. What, Lizzie McGuire, right? Yeah, it's been a while. I know. Lizzie and McGuire, it, Jesus. I know, right? And then this is actually the piece of news that we can actually discuss a little bit. But Jonathan Kent is the new Superman. So July of 2021, Superman's son of Kal-El by Tom Taylor. He's replacing Superman. So as far as we're concerned, he's might be going a little too far. Old Superman. I don't know how I like that. I don't know because it's replacing the Superman title. So there won't be a Superman book anymore. Like Superman, son of Kal-El is going to take over for that. So I'm pretty sure they'd already announced that he's going to be this new Superman. Clark is going to, you know, give him the reins and stuff. It's a, that's a, that's a big deal for comic book writers. 
it might have been you know some story you scroll down on you know IGN like it's no big deal, but for comic book readers, that's some big freaking news, boys. I think that's like one of those things that. And not actually asking in a ne- or I would ask in a negative way, but I actually would ask like the author, like or writer, or whoever, like why, like what, what, what makes you go into that direction? Like, what would be your mind process to do that? I mean, it's well, it's not just Tom Taylor. I mean, he probably had the idea for the story, yeah. Or they, or, or, or you know, the DC, the executives at DC had the idea in oh, their shit. back pocket, and now they're going ahead and, and pursuing it, and they just chose chose Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's just getting paid to write the story, you know? Yeah. So whoever the creative director, I think Jim Lee or whatever, That's... like you want to ask those guys, like why all of a sudden, you know, since the mid to late thirties, he's the son of Krypton. Why all of a sudden 2021 for almost a hundred years of Superman. And now you want to give it to Jonathan Kent. Like, like there's gonna be no Superman books at all. Yeah, no, no, no. Superman, like starring Clark Kent. No, this is now Superman, son of Kal-El. So Clark, so Clark Kent might still be in the book, but the book is going to be about him, you know, giving him the reins. Yeah. And giving him the title of Superman. It's crazy, man. How do you feel about it? Fans, how do you feel about it? I don't like it. Like the day that Dick Grayson or Damien's takes over for Bruce... That might be the day uh, that I hang them up. That's for it for Mike. That's for it. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. That's what I, I was saying earlier. Up. They might have pushed that one a little too far, man. I'm a, I may hang up the I cow, mean, man. I, w- I was all for Infinite Frontier, but you're gonna. St- I, it's gonna be under the. We had our questions on that though, but actually was decent. I don't know about this. It's gonna be under the Infinite Frontier moniker, right, Mike? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So hopefully, I, I don't know. Hopefully they do something where it's like kind of fun. Yay, ha ha ha, Jonathan yeah. Kent, and then some crisis, a new crisis, freaking happens, and then it goes back. And, I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I hope it doesn't last long. I mean, I I can get down with Bruce being broke now and not having all the you know, yeah. <laughs> all the gadgets. And stuff. Yeah, all the gadgets and all the assets that he had before and all the uh, accessibility to all his tech and whatnot i'm down with that but to completely you know hand the reins over to robin like you said don't know if i'm down with that man uh just uh not, yeah, yeah, i don't know if you can i don't know if you can go that far out man there might no, never be no returning from that one man yeah i don't know i will see I mean, it's not until July. I'm guessing it was released in the DC Connect because that one comes out a week before previews. So if you guys go check out DC Connect number 11 or 12 this month, you could check it out. And I'm sure they'll have a synopsis of that story. But, Sean, real quick, um, I know all of us will be watching Mortal Kombat this weekend. That one comes out. Dude, that looks gory as hell. My kids are not going to be in the room for that one because – but I can't wait to see it. They actually released the first seven minutes. I seen yeah. actually uh, DJ Cook Beats. He actually mm-hmm. uh, played the little stream on his Instagram, and then I went on YouTube. And I mean, it's like openly they're showing it. It's not like someone hacked into it. I think they're kind of purposely mm-hmm. just to tease it. And yeah, the kids won't be in the room for that one. First two <laughs> minutes in, so yeah. it looks good though. Good action. I mean, I remember the old Mortal Kombat where Raiden, Luke Kane, Johnny Cage, and you know, it was like a '90s movie, so to kind of have the technology they have now. It looks pretty mm-hmm. badass. It'll be a good little movie. HBO Max at its finest, man. Yeah, for sure. Mark, are you, you going to watch it this weekend or sometime soon? Uh, I might pull a little King Kong Godzilla. I'll end up watching it. Try to watch it maybe by the next time we record 110. 
to maybe try to give a little bit of a synopsis and my take on it if you guys are down if you guys watch it within there but uh no definitely not rushing to go watch mortal kombat but nonetheless i did not watch the first seven minutes i did watch it about a month month and a half ago when they first released the the trailer and whatnot looks pretty dope obviously get over here you know it's uh something we grew up on and it's something that i'm definitely gonna tune into and it does you know if, if it hey if it's good for the podcast it's good for me baby because you know that's just more go. content for content, us baby to, that's more content for us to discuss to give our reaction on and to bring the fans uh, you know a little bit more entertainment in their lives guys i got one more thing before we send it over to sports mike i see that look in your eyes you're ready to do it now but not before i tell you about disney plus and sony Coming to a licensing deal this Wednesday. Guys, have you heard? Did you guys hear the news today that Disney Plus, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Sony Pictures Entertainment announced on Wednesday it will make Spider-Man films available to stream mm-hmm. on Disney streaming services and TV channels? There's Mike giving the high five. This is going to open up all types of doors to finally get Marvel to make maybe – no, let's not go that far yet. But, you know, that's a that's a whole nother discussion. We might have to save that for next week because how the I get it. Sony have the first rights. But you Marvel, baby, how could you not? How could you not be able to make a damn movie of your own character? You Marvel, you Disney. I mean, I guess contracts are contracts. It can't be broken. But the agreement also allows Disney to eventually stream Sony movies released in theaters between 2022 and 2026 so how do you guys feel obviously i know you guys feel good it's crucial for marvel fans uh spider-man jumanji a bunch of other movies are also going to be released on disney plus's uh platforms uh and tv channels content 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 content. you can't get enough of it but uh, i mean they're they're already a monopoly might as well just keep it going just give them everything I feel like richer. I feel like you have to do it eventually, right? Like I said, like yeah. I just said, how could you be Marvel and not have the rights to this shit, right? You know, excuse my language, but I mean, well, because geez, well, like you, well, obviously, you obviously, Sony's holding on to the contract that they had way back in the day, pre two thousand eight, pre pre this MCU, you know, where how it was could just the, con- the contract twenty damn years, jeez. Well, yeah, I mean, like Spider Man one, two, and three, you know, they've they've had it for so long. And they held on to it. That's why Venom wasn't a part of the MCU. And you know, Venom they wanted is going to be another one. Actually, that's that. going to be released. Disney, another one too. Yep, I seen yes, that. Sir. Venom is going to be uh, available Disney Plus now. So oh, beautiful. If you guys have yeah. not been following the market this week, Netflix had earnings. Their Ooh, earnings were horrible, out. tanked. Uh, subscribers are not up to par, not as if it wasn't pandemic. I mean, but that's expected, you know, you, you, obviously people aren't at home. You're not, you know, but man, this is the time for sympathy Disney to come and kind of reap the rewards of, you know, what a perfect timing, right? When Netflix just tanks on earnings and now Disney plus releases this, uh, I'm telling you guys, look for them. Call is op- everything. Look for those call options tomorrow whoever's, morning at Market Open, baby. Man, whoever's whoever does that, the timing of that is just, just man. That, that guy earned his training. paycheck. That 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 man or woman earned their paycheck this week. I swear. Hey, not as much as uh, Mark Davis earned his 
Belichick for sending out his tweet on uh, the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> no shame there, buddy. Um, but Sean, Falcon Winter Soldier, before we actually uh, go to a quick break. You can't Falcon stop. Winter There's too much entertainment. We got to split these po- these got to split these up with these podcasts up pretty soon, man. Yeah. I mean, so there you Well, I mean, last week, last couple weeks, we didn't do any comic book talk. That's the reason why it's going into it. Right. One hour is the first half of the podcast. But Sean Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, yeah. episode like five was was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, we have another character, you know. We do. Miss Elaine is, is a new character, so who knows how she's going to be played into this. Um, I think I read on like a Wikipedia that she was, I think, married or dating or whatever, uh, Nick Fury. So kind of, you know, she's in, you know, she's involved yeah, in the Fever. MCU. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see how she plays out. The season finale is this upcoming week, so we'll see how that goes. I think it's right, six or seven episodes. I think either this week or next week is the season finale. Um, and that leads into Loki, I believe, in June. Yes, so, sir. So Which plenty to talk about. We'll, ha- we'll get a little break from the Disney Plus um, uh, TV shows or movies that they're releasing, but we have Loki and Black Widow. And why? And why do this? Might be. We'll talk about this another day. But why the hell do we have Loki? I actually had that as a question from one of my buddies, and he was at. I think I sent you guys the screenshot one day, and he was like, "Right? Oh, yeah, he, he was like, you're the that, damn yeah. comic bookie.' No one. He's like, you tell me. I'm like, I don't. I really don't know, man. Why? Yeah. Like, because I thought he thought it was gonna be a. Is it a movie or is it a series? Show. It's a the show, series. right? Yeah. yeah. So he thought it was. It was vice versa. He thought it was gonna be a movie, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I Marvel got the money to spend and more content, right? You got <laughs> Owen Wilson in it. Come on now. Hashtag yeah. more content. <laughs> there we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Comic Podcast. We are only halfway done. We still have some sports to get into, but we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to YouTube and Twitch. We will see you all in a quick segundo. Enjoy the intermission or press that 30-second forward about two, three, four times, and you'll get back to us in a jiffy. Thank you, fans. Stay tuned. We're coming back. back ladies and gentlemen with the comic bookies podcast live recording of episode 109 damn 109 episodes this is crazy um please go and check out our twitch and youtube pages please subscribe and follow because especially on the youtube page we have weekly videos of more content you know we're thinking of different problems that people may have different issues and we are going to give you your answers and your fix to these problems check us out on instagram facebook and twitter at the comic bookies email us the comic bookies at gmail.com and listen to us literally wherever you you know listen to your podcasts apple podcasts google podcasts spotify iHeartRadio, radio.com and even on the libsyn website so please check us out fellas like I told you, it's been a day, so this may not be good for me waking up tomorrow morning. I like but, it. I mean, there it is. Let's go. Sorry, let's Jonathan it, you know? Gay. So let's get into a little sports action, all right? So let's see. If I'm going to pick the order, let's just get into some NBA. So the regular season's Ooh, I was is coming you to said an, that. It's coming to an end. And <clears throat> sorry. And now I'm just going to preface this for everyone. 
anyone listening to this podcast in New York, Ohio, Florida, Texas, the sports section is going to kind of be Bay Area centric because we've also we've had you know potential MVPs. We have a team who's on an 11 game winning streak. And we have a guy playing hockey who just broke Gordie Howe's record of actual games played. So excuse the Bay Area, you know, biasness here. So Steph Curry, is he the MVP? Straight up, is he the MVP? There's plenty of arguments with the stats. I saw that it, he's the first guy since 2016, which was himself, to, I'm sorry, Sean, you probably know, it's averaging 24. Five, and then he's what at, at least 50 from the field and 40 from threes or is it like 90 from the free throw i forgot what the, like the three 50, numbers 40, was the 50 40 90 50 from yeah. the field 40 from the three 90 from the free throw it's you know small little do it was him in 2016 summer 16 um but yeah do you guys think that steph curry is the mvp i mean i think we're out of a playoff spot i saw the warriors that were up uh, you know, at the end of the third quarter, and I was like, dude, they're going to lose this game. Watch. I didn't even put it, the TV on, and all of a sudden, yeah, boom, did. we lose by four points. Dude, are we? So we're not even making the playoffs. And if we don't, is Steph Curry, is there a chance that he still is? Well, good road trip. So I think we definitely are still. Remember, too, they do the playing games now, too. That's right. So I think we have a chance of playoffs. Is Steph Curry the MVP? Really, really quick. I think you account, obviously, the individual success. You account. You know, the team's win-loss. I mean, to a degree, it's getting to the playoffs. And you also got to count how important he is to the team. I think between those three things, there's no doubt he checks off the boxes on all of them. And I would say he is the MVP, but I don't think he's going to win it. I think what he's done is beyond historic from a player at his size to go through the early injuries that he did to be where he's at now. I mean, he's, what, 32, about to be 33 by the season's end. Uh He's 33 now, I think, actually. So, I yeah, mean, he's, just, he's like exactly our age, I think. 33, yeah, 34, 33 yeah. years old. Uh, between, Speak for yourself. <laughs> between old all man. the 10 three-pointer uh, three games, how you even think of doing that, the scoring records, uh, the shooting percentages that we mentioned, I can easily say that there is no more important player to their team than Steph Curry. No one, you can, people can make an argument, but it ain't going to be that good. I think one of the only other players you could maybe say is like a Julius Randle with the New York Knicks, who are on an eight-game winning streak, who are who are Ayo. in the fourth, who are in the fourth spot in the East, and I think he's a secret candidate who can possibly be for MVP. But I mean, you have you're getting stats now that you're up to Ray Allen status. He can go O for the next 500 and still finish with a career yes three-point percentage better than Ray Allen and James Harden. He had he had one week where he had so many games of at least 10 threes that if his career was just that week, he would only be behind Clay Thompson for a number of 10 threes in a game, like the number of games with 10 threes. That is insane. Well, you just said, I think, the best part of the whole argument, too, earlier to what you alluded in the percentages. I heard one guy says, well, all he does is shoot threes. Uh, Well, all he does is make threes, dumbass. He's shooting yeah. 40% from the three. Like Exactly, and he wins three, point three percentage, rings doing it. His three-point percentage is better than some people's field goal percentage overall. So, I mean, it speaks for itself. This guy, he never fails to amaze me. I actually had – it's funny with Aaron, uh, our listener – 
Avid he's comment. He's actually commenting right now. He says, "No doubt, he's the MVP, best player in the league." Yes, that's what he's saying. No right doubt, now. the way he's best right player now, in the league. The hey, hey, Ron, bringing it strong. I think, uh, I think he's playing the best basketball in the league. Do I think he's like the best overall player? He, I mean, he's right there in the top three, top five, but playing the best, playing the best. There's, it's not even close right now. Because I mean, what he's doing again is just this historic run is beyond craziness. I do. Gotta say, for the season entirety, I mean, you can't forget about Joker. He's been unbelievable. You can't forget about Embiid. He didn't miss some games. He's been unbelievable also. But you know what, Curry, what he's done, man. You hear the Curry. You see what he's doing. You kind of say, oh, Joker had another triple-double. He had another good game. It's kind of just roll with the flow. I'm on the mm-hmm. you know Nuggets. We're a freaking damn good team. But again, what Curry's doing, it is national news that this guy's doing. And it isn't just like, oh, it's just another record. Like, he is historically destroying people. So, yeah. I mean, it speaks for itself. And, and he's doing it at the perfect time, you know? It's like one of those college football teams that they lose their first game of the season to the non-conference team, and they still make the playoff or the national championship because they go on a run where it's like the SEC where Auburn loses to you know Penn State or whatever week one. But then they go undefeated in the SEC, they win the SEC championship, and they're in the finals or back before the playoffs, they are the AP national champion. It's kind of one, like one of those seasons where the voters are going to look at, oh my god, look what he's done. And he's doing it in a stretch to like bring his team to the playoffs. He's the most important player to his team, hands down. So well, I think the last thing we can add to that before I know Mark, of course, supports Curry as we all are. When you hey, look at you, the you top, saw me wearing his jersey in Miami. Hey, bro, they, I know, they what, didn't time like that out I know there. what time it is. But I think the one of the biggest things I think people sleep on, and I know most people don't even look at. And I actually just seen this stat earlier today randomly. Funny we're talking about it. Every MVP candidate that they're talking about right now, the Dames, the uh, Embiid's, the Jokers, and now Curry's, Curry is the only one outside of the top 40 in terms of minutes. All those other guys are top 10, top 15, top 20 in terms of most minutes played. So to see what Curry's doing, and he's only playing, I think, about 33 minutes a game, which I think is ranked like 48th in the league. I mean, come on now. What superstar plays, you know? And people think it's, oh, really? That's a big deal? Of course. You want to put Curry in the game for 40 minutes? What the hell is he going to do? Average? He's second in the NBA, averaging like 33 points a game. Come on now. Damn. That's today, crazy. I don't, I, today, I don't even know if he had over 20. They did go he and He had like moves. 22 or something. I mean, he had a you know, kind of a bad game, but then <laughs> <What> again. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> I got a, you know. I got a, I got a couple more stats for you on Curry before I want to get into these play-in games that – the NBA has gone on with, but dude, Curry guys to go, to go on with Curry for another couple minutes real quick. Uh, sorry for the haters out there. If you guys recognize a kid, oh, no, from, I'm sorry, let him if hate you guys recognize a kid from North Carolina that came in and changed the game from Davidson. I mean, uh, I'll tell you guys the truth. You know, I was the biggest, I'm a Raider fan, you know, diehard this guy, Across the screen from me here, even a bigger diehard. There it is, Woodson, my favorite player, right? Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Henderson, Charles Woodson. You know, I got some favorite players from my favorite teams. You know, but you know, the Raiders. I, they're they're they've done what they've done, but Curry, dude, coming over to the Bay and really, you know, 
cementing a legacy because the what this team has put forward i don't know what joe lakeup what peter goober what chamat palapatapia and these guys that own this damn team have done but these guys seem to want to stay true you know kd he came here we kind of know what he came here to do but the fact that clay the fact that curry has like really stayed kind of true to the bay area going from Oakland to San Francisco, the trials, the tribulations. I mean, this dude, you you see him on his social life with Aisha, three kids, Riley, shout out Riley, 2015, when you guys won the championship up on stage. I mean, I mean, we had a seven-year run that was so great, guys. I don't know what the future holds for us Warriors fans going forward. You guys mentioned 33 years old and – at 33 years old, he had five 40-point games so far in April, guys. He passes Kobe and Jordan for the most 40-point games from a player 40 years or older in a calendar month. So, I mean, this guy, what he's doing is pretty much legendary this year. It sucks. It sucks that we can't have Clay this year alongside this guy, not just for the points in the you know on the on the court that we're gonna be getting and the pressure off of curry just for you know the just the the splash brotherhood of it you know we know curry makes him a better player clay makes him a better player and we gotta wait because by the time this team is really gelling again curry's probably gonna be 35 let's not get it twisted guys 35 years old lebron one of the longest you know LeBron, Jordan, not too many guys are built to go after 36, 37, man. And at 35, Curry. But, I mean, if he's balling at 33, is he going to be able to keep doing this? I mean, I sure hope so. Build around him. You know, Wiseman Wiseman comes back. But, man, it's just crazy. 11-game, 30-point game. 30-point streak in 11 games. It ends Kobe Bryant's 2012 record that held at 10 games of 30 plus points. I mean, this guy is just he he's on rails. He's on skates right now, like we like to say in the NASCAR world, guys. But man, uh, it's legendary. He doesn't he's not getting the clout this season because we're not first. Uh, when it comes to the Warriors, guys, we kind of we change Curry changed the league, man. Like it or not, these kids. You see college, we love the March Madness. I mean, Curry changed the game, guys, and li- like it or love it, it is what it is. But, uh, man, uh, if we're not in first, if we're not trying to compete for the Bulls 72-10, and 73-9, but lose the championship, whatever. I don't give a damn. This team is historic. The Warriors are going to go damn in history. And not just because of Curry. They have their history before Curry. They have the Wilts. They have the Sleepy Floyds. They have the Mitches, Hardaway, Tim Hardaways, and Run you know TNT. what I mean. It's just they—they they got you know this team's got history. They just sucked for so many years. Curry, Clay brought them back to glory with Draymond, and hey, I know we're kind of going off on the Warriors right now, but Bay man, area, throw baby. some it's respect. Okay. Throw some respect on Curry's name, baby. But you guys, you guys are the Oakland fans here. So, and it, you know, it's crazy how much history there really is with those A's teams, those Raiders teams, and like how much that short span of like, damn Warriors. Would you almost say right now, like the Curry, especially the Curry and easy first ballot Hall of Famer, 
and just like those great warrior teams might be like the shining star of all the Oakland history there is, despite like how short lived, not short lived, but like how short of a span it was. This is true. The A's had three mm-hmm. in a row, those great teams, uh, Bash Brothers, the Raiders. We all know how good they have three Super Bowls, all these Hall of Famers. But would you almost say right now the Warriors like, you know, it was only like a five year span, so. but I, th- I think they're I think they'd go up against. So well, are you talking about Bay Area or Oakland? Because Bay Area, oh, you have Oakland. Some, oh, you still got you know obviously across the Bay with the Niners and like their legacy dynasty. But the, I, would, I put the words against anybody. I think at this point in the Bay, yeah, because unfortunately the A's in the seventies ran into the you know free agency and that starting. So you know a couple guys left, Reggie Jackson, uh, Catfish Hunter. You know they all left. So unfortunately you had that. But no, I would I would totally agree with you. And Aaron says right here, it says, when KD came over, we were robbed of watching this level of Curry for three years. A hundred percent. And that's uh, a good point, 110%. too. So he came by, and, and you know, but then again. Sacrifice. I, I, yes, exactly. You sacrifice that and you get KD, two championships though, you out of it. So, <laughs> so, you know, I would definitely sacrifice that. But no, he's that, that's definitely true. First ballot Hall of Famer. He's an all Bay Area athlete, you know, up there with Ricky and Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, you know. Easy. That, so, really, this kid, I, who really wanted him, Davidson? Like, you could say easily, yeah, we Oh, I was him. so happy when they got him. Dude, can you remember who they passed up on? You got, dude, pull yeah, it up. Yeah, Johnny Mike, Flynn, Ricky. Oh, uh, Johnny Africa. Flynn, thank you, Syracuse. I know. That's right. I know that, bro. And Johnny Ricky Flynn, Rubio, the hit back, Rubio, to, back, back to back picks. Yeah. Pull it up, Mike. Well, uh, Mike's going to be pulling it up. I'm going to be giving you guys another stat right here. Curry behind the three-point arc, shot type. So uh, from between 2003, since 2013-14, I'm seeing here the second wait wow, since oh so so since the 2000 so since the opening of the 2013 year until now Curry's three point type shot selection via second spectrum uh, sports I believe is the source I'm seeing here into it now right here baby look the pull up three. So he he he. So the first number I'm pull up three. He make he ranks first in makes and first in percentage. Step back third in make and first in percentage. Catch and shoot second in rank third in percentage. Over screens second in rank fourth in percentage. Contested second in rank fifth in percentage. Uncontested first in rank first in percentage. After five dribbles, third, I can't believe they even get this. After five dribbles, third and first percentage from 30 to 40 feet, he's got the number one percentage, but the third ranked. And in clutch time, he's got the first percentage, fourth ranked, though. Minimum 150 attempts. So in percentage wise, he's pretty much first on every single category besides catch and shoot over screens or contested. And that's because the defense is on him, man. Yeah, I mean the dude. So, ha- so I have those MVP. first six picks. <laughs> MVP. I have those first six picks of the 2009 NBA draft. You have Blake Griffin going to the Clippers overall number one. Hashim Thabit to Memphis. From UConn, he was a bust. Yep. James Harden to the Thunder. Okay. Tyreek Evans to the 
Kings, and, and then you have back to back to the Timberwolves. They traded to for, uh, Washington to move up to number five to take Ricky Rubio, and then took another point guard and Johnny Flynn. And then Steph Curry was a seventh overall to the Warriors, and then a couple of the, to round at the top ten: Jordan Hill to the Knicks, Demar Derozan to the Raptors, and Brandon Jennings to the Bucks. And the thing is, like a lot of those picks weren't necessarily wrong at the time. It's just our guy ended up better than your guy. <laughs> a lot better. And Brooklyn and Brooklyn Nets are currently a two and a half favorite to win over the three and one Los Angeles Lakers. I'm giving you guys a couple numbers here since we haven't ran through them in a couple weeks. Brooklyn Nets two and a half to one Los Angeles Lakers three to one. This is to win the championship this year's L.A. Clippers with uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard sitting out tonight at five to one. Utah Jazz eight to one. The Bucks are nine and a half to one. Uh, I think they're done. 76ers at 11 to one. Now we're getting into a little bit of value here, guys. Nuggets 33 to one. I'm sure they took a hit after the ACL from Jamal. But uh, guys, uh, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Nets. That's what we all want to see. Lakers, Nets. That's not even a question. LeBron uh, in play in play games. I am not aware. So the nine plays the 10 to see who plays in. How does that work, guys? I wanted to talk to you about that, guys, real quick. So I see one through ten, nine play the ten, and then how does that work from there? Do you guys know how the style is going to go for the playoffs this year? Because obviously it's not just one through eight. Does I got explained once. I think like eight plays ten or eleven. You know, seven plays ten, eight plays nine. I think like oh, seven. Oh, I got you. Twice yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. That's what it is. Seven plays 10, eight plays nine. Right now, Golden State would be playing Memphis. Mavs will be playing San Antonio in the West. That's one and game. I, it's one. I believe it is. Is it one game, Sean? I believe it's one game, or I think the seven and eight need to lose twice or something. I got to explain once. I actually think it was Aaron who explained Aaron, let us know if we got bigger NBA <laughs> fans out there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. He says, he says uh, seven plays the eight. Seven plays the eight. Winner gets in. I don't know. But then we got nine and ten. Nonetheless, Miami. Nine and ten. So not so not so seven plays eight. Winner gets in. Nine plays ten. Winner plays loser of seven and eight. Jesus. Okay. Loser. Yeah, like, oh yeah. So it's so it's like a double. Oh, let's double elimination for seven eight. That's kind of bummy, but whatever. Ten Shoot, teams. Give them a freaking round round. How many on, games now. does a Ron know? How many games? Let us know. It looks like he says he says seven plays the eight winner gets in. It looks like it's just one game. One game. The so. ten ninth seed to win two games to get in. Then just make them all. Just make them all make the playoffs. They have to get rated somehow. They suck. And, that, and, and this is why it's so important to get the fans on on it. Thank you, Aaron, for that up to date information. I mean, he delivered that really what fast. The, I, I'm gonna guarantee it right now. Put it on the board. Nets are not going to the NBA Finals. Why? They're gonna because they've only Knicks? played seven games total as a as a core three. Now, yes, they're professionals. They should be able to mesh There's, together. No, Sean, oh, man, Sean. That's a tough, I got. No. I got. They're, they're going in hurt a or whatever. Story. The Nets are not making the NBA Finals. That's why he don't I know. just think at the end of the day with basketball, I mean, we've always said it, uh, five man sport with that, without the bench, like on the court. I mean, there's a point where talent just takes over and I just don't, 
this year, I don't see there's that one team in the East. Like last year, that I was riding Miami at the end of the season. They got to the finals. Miami ain't the same Miami, baby. They're, they're not in the, the same Miami. I mean, they're not even – they're freaking in a playing they're, game they're, right they're, now. They're playing the Hornets right now to try to play the Pacers the, or the Wizards the week The hottest team in the NBA is actually the number four team, which we just talked about, the New the York Knicks at 32 My and guy, and it's like, at the end of the well, day, they for sure ain't going to beat them in a series. The only team that might be in is maybe Milwaukee just because of Giannis. They have uh, yeah, Philly. Philly, the thing about Philly, though, is they have to stay healthy. But I just don't know how they're going to beat them with a Ben Simmons who can't shoot. I've never been a fan of that. Well, go ahead. So on the other side, you have James Harden. It literally disappears in the playoffs, too. So. He has he has yet but to prove to me that if I got Kyrie and KD and I don't even need bro- to be the thriving offensive player anymore, I just got to dish the ball out. I'm gonna he's get a whole bunch of open shots. I mean, I, I do get your argument. Now, he's baby. not that type of player though. He's, he's very on selfish. Broadway now, baby. He's on Broadway now, bro. He's with a whole other supporting cast. He doesn't That's feel like he has to do one. everything. He's got Kyrie. He got KD with two rings under his belt, two MVPs. Finals, come if on. If they're healthy, that's finals. The they two MVP finals. It's, that's it, my only thing. it's more me like healthy, hoping that there's parity. If they're not healthy, they don't get in. But if they play in the playoff games, the big three, they will make the finals. I think that's yeah. the issue. I'm kind of rolling with Sean on that one, in my opinion. I don't see Milwaukee defeating them. They've had their woes. I think Milwaukee is the eastern version of the Houston Rockets when the Warriors were beaten up on Harden back – you know, a couple years ago, that's my my position on the Bucks. Uh, I think that, I mean, I don't know, man. I think that the Celtics, they're kind of in the same position also, losing more players, Gordon Hayward, to the play in Charlotte Hornets at eight. I mean. And LaMelo's coming back. You better watch out LaMelo for that, man. LaMelo will be healthy Ew. for the playoffs. I mean, I just think that my, I mean, Sean, sorry, excuse me. I think that Sean might have, might be onto a little bit of steam here in the fourth position because 76ers, Bucks, I think they're, that they're both in the same position. They got to get over that hump to prove something to myself, comic bookie Sean, and hopefully comic bookie Mike on this podcast, baby, because <laughs> uh, I don't know, man, but. I'm looking here and I'm looking at the odds and I'm looking at the Bucks at almost 10 to 1. And if you can give me, you know, if I can get a little bit more value, you know, Celtics, yeah, 50 to 1. They, oh, that's kind of telltale right there. But 50 to 1, I don't know, man. So the Knicks. Oh, God. Oh, my God, Sean. Just Sean, go go look at the go go look at the odds on the Knicks, Sean. I'm I'm it didn't take too long for me to look for it. You just say it right now. <laughs> just just say it. <laughs> oh, they're it's probably atrocious. It probably is because they hundred to one. How? They're fourth in the East because they're not a championship team though. That's the thing. I will say that right now. Like I would bet my life savings they're not going to win the finals. There's certain things mm-hmm. in life that are guaranteed. You know, taxes. Uh, death and taxes. Death. What and the Knicks not winning the championship. <laughs> that ain't going to happen right now. 2015 Leicester wasn't a guarantee. Get out of here, bro. But the thing is, is that they, were at, they at least were in this first place and maintained it for a while. The Knicks have not even touched first place this season. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yes, you know? yes. Yes, that's right. See, though, but, fun NBA talk. That's fun. 
All right. So let's uh, move on. So real quick in the NHL, nothing really to write home about but the actual Sharks team. But Patrick Marlowe, second overall pick in 1997. He has passed Gordie Howe for most games played all time. Now, like I told – like I was texting you guys earlier, like like earlier in the week, hockey players have always been tough sons of bitches, right? But we're still in an era where you see in the NBA, you know, they get a freaking splinter, you know, or they bite their tongue eating a freaking sandwich. They're going to miss a few games, right? So you have guys, but the NHL, they still play even if they get some teeth knocked out. But still, in this day and age, it's still crazy to see someone like Patrick Marlowe who's like – some are going to argue that he's in the he's in the Hall of Great, the Hall of Great. But is is he a Hall of Famer, right? Does he have enough numbers? But just the longevity. He passed Gordy Howe. Like if you pass Gordy Howe in something, like that should be an automatic like lock into the Hall of Fame. It may not. He might not be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's going to get there eventually. Wait, what played what, alone? What bro. an amazing career. Yeah, I mean, I remember freaking watching him as a young kid, and it's like, okay, that guy was hard. No, he's still playing. What the heck? And he was just that guy, man, the freaking – that was the flash on the freaking ice. That guy was super fast, and he still can skate. And to right? like, him, like, pass, him and Mar- like him and Marco Sturm were just flying all bro, over the place. The pass to Gordie Howe, I think Mike said it best. You literally passed. The great one, obviously not Wayne Gretzky, but another one of the great ones, freaking records. Before Gretzky, yeah. Exactly, and it might be games played, but remember, this is games played, a.k.a. hockey, a.k.a. I'm wearing all this gear, playing game in, game out. I was drafted in the same draft as Joe Thornton. One, two. You know what I mean? It's just, this is something I know that touches Mike and I, because we've been huge Sharks fans. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I got my my Sharks jersey like five or six years ago only, and I and there was no question. I'm getting a number 12 Marlowe with the C on it. Like he's my captain. He's been my favorite player since I've been watching the Sharks. You know, since their inception in 1991. Come on, now he got he got drafted in the sixth year of just them being a team. From and what he's school? Been the face of the franchise. From what school? Oh God, school. A lot. Of, did, he's Canadian, so right. It was from like well, it's I don't know. Cast one. I don't know if it's from a school He's from the or same from area that team, but they actually said in that video that I sent you guys that I mean, no, it said the Seattle something. So I don't know if oh. like it was like a transition, not... maybe like a I don't know if it's like a draft or like they have like, like academies. Like, you know how in Europe they have like soccer academies to where like you go to school and then you're off time. You're playing soccer. They have that shit in Canada. Mm. And it was not so damn freaking good. Well, he's not he's he's not. um. Jonathan Chichu, who's from Moose Factory, Ontario. I would never forget that Jonathan Chichu is from Moose Factory, Ontario. But a fall off, man. I know. But I mean, dude, Patrick Marlowe, what more can I say? Just a stand up guy. He's you know, he was never the guy that you really hated in in, in everything. But also, I'm gonna say this for the people who were like on the side of he was in the Hall of Great. He was never that guy who was like the guy. You know, we had Joe Thornton, we had a bunch of different players now with Pavelski and then Couture oh, and stuff. Yeah. He was always that second guy, but you could always count on him to contribute something to the game. Loved him, and it's gonna be. You know, I actually stood up like after the game last night. The uh, Sharks they lost in a shootout to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. 
after the game, they're hitting their sticks on the ice. Both teams, you know, he shook every one of the uh, Golden Knights' hands as well. Like they showed respect. The fans weren't booing. They were cheering for him because it was in Vegas. And I actually stood up and I gave like a little golf clap. It's like, dude, I've been watching this guy since 1997 for almost 25 years. And, you know, I'm, I assume that after this season he's gone. But, yeah, it was just a great moment for me as, as a fan, you know. Yeah, Sad, it's, man. It, it's crazy, dude. 1,007, I don't know if you guys threw the number out there, 1,768, 1, bringing, breaking Gordie Howe's record. Guys, I got another stat for you right here, but this is crazy. Patrick Marlowe, there have been five players that have played in a game with Patrick Marlowe and Gordie Howe. Can you guys name at least two of those players? Okay, hold on. It's Gordy Howe and Patrick Marlowe. Gordy so we got to think of their early Patrick. Sharks team. It has to be the early Sharks days. The people that play played on multi teams. So Gordy Howe probably lost all of his damn hair. Looks like but he I, was on the Whalers team back here. What uh, What was Gordy Howe's last team that he played on? Uh, give us a, a hint. Well, we uh, don't know. I don't know if he has that. Uh, is Wayne Gretzky one of them or no? Yes, sir. Okay. I'll tell you, there's two. That you, I'll tell you, there's two that you guys. I was gonna say Ray chance. There's two that you guys have a chance, and there's probably three that you guys don't have a chance at. Wayne Gretzky, Mike, you've already got one of them. Ray Borg? The other one, Double M, if that gives you guys any chance. Mark Messier. Of, uh, Mark, Mark Messier, Messier, New York Rangers, yeah. Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky. The last three, I'm gonna save some time on this podcast. Kevin Lowe, okay. Mike. Gartner and Ray Borok. Yeah, Bork. Ray Bork. Ray Bork. Yeah, we, yeah, we Ray did Bork. say that. We said From Ray Bork. The, uh, Avalanche. Did you? Ray yeah, Bork. we did oh, say yeah. it. Yeah. Ray Bork. Oh, defensive damn, you guys Avalanche. are three for five, baby. That's winning right yeah. there. Let's go. Hey, and Michael stumped stumped the Schwab, the baby, any baby. day. Hell yeah. So what you guys do not know, and this is the biggest thing about this tidbit right here, all these five players that have played against Gordie Howe and Patrick, Patrick Marlowe, Guess what they all are? Hall of Famers. H O Fers, baby. Yes, sir. So nice. I think we got a pretty good chance of our guy uh, from Saskatchewan uh, making into the HOF of the Hall of Fame into uh, hockey. Man, it's crazy. Mike, I know how close you are to him. I'm more of a Logan Couture guy myself because uh, nice. it's more about the era that you kind of get into, that you kind of start feeling the sport more, right? But true. Hey, nonetheless, hey, he's a shark in and out. So uh, Congrats, thank Patty. you, awesome, Patty. Man. Thank you for coming back and finishing it off with after the Maple Leafs and yourself couldn't yep. deliver another uh, uh, title to Canada. So I want to go ahead and, and uh, say that Twitch Co. Cowboy is in the chat right now. Give us a little thumbs up, a uh, little meme there. there. Is. So, Twitch, thank you. Twitch Co. Cowboy, my guy. What's up? Thank you so much for joining the chat. Thank you so much for watching. We have two more uh, sports to get into this week. Let's get into Talladega week. So we weren't, unfortunately, the only sport we weren't able to get into last week was the Richmond race at NASCAR. And it was something to to be desired, actually, last week. It was kind of a boring race, kind of an interesting last 10 or 11 laps with Alex Bowman taking it over Denny Hamlin. And uh, it was funny. What was that tweet, Mark? It's like, uh, it it rhymes with duck. (laughs) He was just like, (laughs) F, dude. Like, he was like just destined to win that race. And he he still is winless. 
You know, you have Kyle Busch still winless. Danny Hamlin still winless. You have Brad Keselowski still winless. I actually thought Joey Logano had it. You know, Chase Elliott still winless. So Hendrick driver. Right. And and then we also said that it was cool that the 48, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson's car last year and for years past, they get a win on the same day that he starts his IndyCar career. So that was pretty cool. Uh, So. Going forward, what do you guys see this week in Talladega? I can sh- I can tell you this much as far as qualifying, as far as finishing the race, you know, unless he can do something different in a Hendrick Motorsports car, I do not see the number five doing jack shit this week because he does not race well on these restrictor plate uh, super speedway what, in Talladega. What about Brad Kozlowski though? He won the iRacing today on Fox uh, Sports. Oh, he did. One. Did he end nice. up winning? Kozlowski <laughs> got the checkers on the virtual nice. iRacing. Dude, your boy went flying though. Logano <laughs> went flying. I was that was hell of a song. It's actually crazy to me because I'll be completely honest with you guys. You see, I see these i racers, right? Me, me, and you guys know, Sean. We're gonna we're gonna have a guy. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but we're gonna have a guy that's pretty good at this stuff coming up. We know how close these video games are coming to being realistic, but guys, i racing, it's even more realistic. All these play, all these athletes, NASCAR drivers, they take this seriously because, I mean, obviously, from what they say, it's realistic as hell. Don't take my word for it, but I thought for sure there was going to be a crash coming to the white, coming to the checkers. And, dude, they're on virtual racing, and they're holding the line, like, perfectly, and you don't see anybody. It's almost like the real damn thing, dude. It's crazy. It's not when we play. But not when we play. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> You're coming to my point. Because when we play, we're like, I am out. These guys, they're taking this damn I race. yourself. I don't know if they're getting paid. I don't know what's going on. But for a big guy, we've had Byron win. We've had Kozlowski win. We've had timmy hill win which is a which isn't a big name but i don't know if these guys are getting paid much to this i racing but it seems like with the whole Fortnite, with the whole video game aspect that we've been talking about twitch streaming and everybody you know the whole how big the video game business is at the moment i mean there could be a couple bucks you know for these i racing uh aficionados coming up here in the future man you guys just thought, Sean, any opinions, Mike? I mean, hey, first of all, speak for yourself on, you know, not being able to know what to do. I have three career wins at Talladega oh, Motor oh, Speedway. Oh, so, <laughs> dude, speak for yourself. So, but it's completely different when you use no, no, the- no, I know. You're using the uh, controller, right? The I, I, I'm using the sticks. Yes, of course. I know okay. it's you have the whole get, a, get, the, get the rig, yeah. get the rig, get the real steering wheel, get the vibration in the steering wheel, Understood. get the wheel. You know, you get the real um, the toe and the and the camber and the wheel, and it's yeah. it's crazy, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, like it's uh it's real life stuff. But nonetheless, we got the Geico 500 at Talladega. Do it. Um, let me see here if I can pull think? up some odds real quick. There's actually a, a racer I wanted you to see his odds for Mark, uh, Mr. Rick and Bobby. Mr. Ricky Bobby. Hey, you know what? I I like either a Ford or a a Toyota this week. 
they usually do really well. Like Penske drivers race really look well at, on these restricted plate Mike. races. You know, look at like, Mike. I like look. Hold on, Mike. I like a Ford or a Toyota, and the top two favorites are Hamlin, a six and a half to one, or a Logano at a night to one in a Ford or a Toyota. There you go. <laughs> so there you are. Very man. impressive, Miguel. I like that, well, sir. Blaney's next and 10 to 1. Kozlowski 11 to 1. Your guy tied with Kozlowski at Chase Elliott, Sean 11 to 1. Kurt Busch 15 to 1. Double A, man. Look at Double A with his first top 10 race uh, finish. I'm sorry. Double A has his first top 10 finish of the he's season. He's got to win, though. He's, he's got to win. He, yeah, he's got to win there yeah, in the last six yeah, races. So, yeah, he, he does have to win there. Yep, correct. But how ugly is it for Larson? 22 to 1? I don't like that. I actually see no. that as value, guys. 22 yeah. to 1 for Larson? I, I mean, I I, yeah, thank you. I are you getting over 20 and on a guy that, you know, he he he's not prone to winning these super speedway races, but he's in the equipment that can yeah. definitely do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's everything, got the everything you gets got thrown the out mindset, the window. When you got the mindset and you got the equipment, I'm staying away from that. You know what I mean? Unless I can get you, unless I can get him on some plus money on head-to-head matchups, but I'll definitely be looking at him at 22 to one for the win, man. But I'd like to, I'd like to see him on some plus. If he's 22 to one for the win, I'm telling you right now, comic bookie fans, you can find him on a couple plus matchups for, you know, just head-to-head. So look out for those all your. Local uh, booking shops, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm I'm going to go and stick with that. It's, it's funny that you listed all these different drivers who are, you know, you know, odds for this odds for that. You know, Chase has a win in the last six races. Blaney's got two wins in the last you know, six races. Of course, double A batteries got the one win. Logano and Hamlin each have a win. So, yeah, I mean, all these guys that are set to win this race, as far as the odds are concerned, they do have success, at least in the, you know, more recent, few, you know, more recent past as, you know, the last and, three seasons. And we have nine winners, I believe. So, for, no, eight winners out of nine races. <laughs> yeah, eight, nine. eight out of nine. And dude. Here we go, Talladega, another wild card race. So I could see a, you could see a Reddick winning. You can see a, you could see a Chase winning this week. You can see a Kozlowski that just won I race week, right? That's so long. You, that's the super speedway racing, bro. It's like you know, yeah. I mean, we can have, you we can, can talk have about nine out of ten races. Yeah, I know. I mean, and then honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens because we have we can throw all these stats out there and not one current driver career has a top 10 finish, an average top 10 finish. Ryan Priest in four career races has an average finish of 11 and a half. You know, actually, you know, over the last six races, John Hunter Nemechek has an average finish of eighth in two races. You know, so it's it's crazy how like no one like you, you can either have a DNF or a low finish of 37, or you can win, you know, in, you know, in the recent past. So it's crazy. I would stay away you, from it as far as money, as far as betting's concerned, but it's always a fun race to watch these super speedways, you know, with Daytona and Talladega. And one thing I always look at too with the racers is laps led. I've always liked that. So, you know, you like to see how long they can not just, oh, I led a lap. How long can they actually maintain that? And there's a lot of racers in that 200, 300 range. J-Lo. But, and I was just going to bring that up. And the racer with the most laps led that is active is 397 laps from Joey Logano with three career wins. So, I mean, the way Joey's racing, you know, he should have a couple wins already this season. 
And I think this could be another opportunity for him to get a win easily. You know, we see Keslow has five historic wins over there. Chase desperately needs a win. But what Mike said, I mean, there's not one racer with an average finner, average finish within the top 10. So it could be just a toss up. Anyone can win this race. And it's funny that you say that, actually, because the one race that Joey Logano did win would probably be the first race that I wouldn't have bet on him for the season. <laughs> That's the dirt track. We all know we yeah. were going for Bell. We were going for Larson. We were going for even Truex, who won the truck race um, um, earlier in, in the day, right? But I don't know, man. I think that this season – so who would you say are the best running people right now? I would say Logano and – Kislowski, oh no, Logano and Hamlin right now are doing pretty good. Easily, you would have yeah. to say. I mean, Hamlin's got the most points without a win, yeah. So yeah. he's Hamlin 100%. Uh, Logano's up there every yes. week. And I would say, I would have to say probably Larson as well. True X. If you can give, if you can, huh? True X. And True X. Exactly. Too, yeah. Thank you. You took it out of my mouth. You true wex with the two wins. He sucks here though. Cause he, you're not getting it from you're not getting it from Bush in the 18. You're not getting it from Kozlowski right now in the two. Stuart Haas Racing is abysmal right now. You're not getting Dude, nothing from so Mr. Bad. Nine wins in 2020. That's not that's not turning over to nothing in 2021. Arvig is Yeah, Merda. so that's what I'm saying. Right now, what I'm right now, what I'm trying to say is that we got Harvick not performing. Stuart Haas is at a low. We got Hendrick. Yes, they're performing. Three of their drivers have wins. I can't believe that Chase does not. So I'll put <laughs> Chase in there to try to get okay. a win, and I'll put uh, I'll put Kozlowski in there that just won the I racing. But you can't. And I got Hamlin in there as well because that guy is so good at super speedways. But nonetheless, don't count out Logano. But I think we're gonna get how many how many winners do you think we guys got this year, man? I say twelve double digits, 12, go 10 at 13. least. It's at least twelve, thirteen. There's gonna be two. There's not gonna be no more than three guys fighting for a playing spot in this uh, going down to the championships right now. I mean, I mean, we're going to see someone like Hamlin or Keselowski be one of those last guys in because just just based off of points, if they don't get a win, like, could you honestly see someone like having what, 13 or 14 cars get in based off of wins and then having Kyle Busch not even make the playoffs because he's just outside of the top 16, you know? It's going to be crazy. That's that's the way. That's the way it goes, man. Yeah. But you know what? This this season, um, for all our fans that are tuning in right now, this season is crazy because I'll tell you what. These teams, I'll tell you right now, I believe Roger Penske. I believe Rick Hendrick. I believe Joe Gibbs. I believe a lot of these teams are kind of looking towards the future. We got a new generation car coming out. Obviously, pit stops are going to be different. The biggest thing, in my opinion, so far right now are the rims are going to be changed from these 15-inch little alloys to these 18-inch, kind of more like what you see on the sports cars, which is the one lug nut, like on Indy and these uh, sport car racing. You just It's going to be like yeah. a six to seven 
six to six to eight second pit stop, I'd say, compared to yep. the eleven to twelve we're getting right now. So it's gonna be crazy, and you know, I'm excited to see. I'm not excited to see if the sport is gonna go more electric or hybrid wise for the engines because. I mean, I stay true and true to my heart when you when you have the V8s and whatnot, but I'm all for um, I'm all for growth. I'm all for you know, I I don't know, man. I, I, I'm really really stuck between with we go to the track. We've been you're going to Vegas. We've been to Sonoma. I've been to Fontana. I've been to Vegas. I've been to a couple tracks. If you can't hear the cars, if you can't smell the gas, if you can't feel that roar, you know, in your soul, in the seats, vibrating through those bleachers, it's not the same. It's just, it's just, it's not the same. It it ain't worth it. Thank you, Sean. It ain't worth it. You guys can't charge as much for my ticket. I just hope that NASCAR makes the right decisions. I'll leave it at that, Mike. Yeah. All right, so Mark's given his pick. Sean, who's your pick for this weekend? Uh, desperate writing this year because he needs a win. Uh, this week's going to be big for Chase. He definitely needs a win, but if it isn't Chase, I actually think Logano might take it. Logano historically has been good. He's had a great season, so let's hope for Chase. It might be Logo. I'm going to go ahead and go with – like, of course, I'm not getting value Thank here, you, but I'm going to go ahead and go with Hamlin because he's been racing so well all season long. He's dying to get a finish. He deserves it, man. <laughs> recently, so it's not going to be one of those things where, oh, like Kyle Busch is destined to win, you know, soon. No, I think Hamlin's going to finally get the win this week and go nine different drivers in ten races. But also Larson, not really liking the 22-1 to 1 as far as to win the race, but please give me, you know – Something like a top uh, 10 odds. I would put some money on Larson actually racing pretty well. As long as he doesn't get caught in any big ones or the big one, uh, I, I see him finishing in the top 10. So there you have it. So enjoy the race this Sunday, I think morning over on the Pacific Standard Time, like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Uh, so enjoy that race. And finally, to end the podcast, the last topic is the rise and fall of the Super League. So pretty crazy. Um, I mean, we were going back and forth. Uh, Mark, we even involved my brothers. Like, what the hell is going on here? Where's so, our footy fans? Get our yeah, footy so, fans so, out so, here. So any football fans can go ahead and chime in here. I mean, what the hell is going on, dude? So they kind of – they want to make this league where it's, you know, six teams from England, a handful of teams from Spain and Italy, um, and they want to make this league. And I – so what I was gathering from it was they wanted to make it like a different champions league where it was the, uh, quote, you can't sit with us league. Like every single year, no matter what, we're going to have like this separate cup of just these 12 teams, no matter if they suck or if they're really good, we're going to have this. And all of a sudden you had UEFA pissed off. You know, you had, uh, leagues saying, Oh, the e- they're kicked out of the EPL. If you're a singular player playing like, like Marcus Rashford playing for Manchester United in the super league, you will not be able to play for team England in the world cup or in any kind of like, you know, uh, FIFA sanctioned, uh, like anything sure, else. Man. It's, it, it was crazy. And sure enough, I think Chelsea was the first team to drop out. Finally, England drops out. And then sure enough, it's within two or three days. It's now kaput. So what was your guys' reaction? First reaction when the breaking news happened on, I think, Saturday or Sunday morning. Well, before I heard the details, I actually liked it. Just like, okay, an- another cup with like, like more games. Of, yeah, more games with the kind of the premier teams, which everyone likes. So then you start getting the details that kind of let's get away from the Champions League. This is going to be our own cup. And you start getting into like all the fine detail of, damn, like UEFA is not happy. These yeah. guys are not going to be 
able to play in a UEFA sanctioned game. So I'm not going to see like a Ronaldo and freaking team Portugal. Oh, hell no. They're saying like, this is the worst <laughs> right? idea ever. And then you fast forward, all these teams drop out. And now we're down to a Classico Real Madrid versus Barcelona week in and week out. But there's a couple of things I think I don't really know is considered. So say one of these teams falls from glory and gets relegated. Are you going to have a relegated team in this cup going forward? Tottenham, Chelsea, hell, God forbids in five years just freaking shits the bed and gets relegated. So I just think like there was a lot of flaws, a lot of things in this tournament that just like, it was what Mike said. It had a little bit of that just like, hmm, you guys can't yeah. sit at our table. This is a select yeah, group yeah, only. Exactly. Obviously it had more to do with history, mystique, and money rather than actually like, like currently an actual good team or not because i because isn't there like isn't barcelona like not even in the contention for the spanish league well no they're up there right now they actually came yeah. back and they've made a little role i think okay real madrid atletico are up there on top they're all within like about three to five games of each other okay i just think it's one of those things where it just turned into a money thing it, it always does yeah. And you've seen the outrage from the fans. And I, it's one of those things that you can see how passionate football, soccer is to the fans of Europe as a whole. I mean, and, yeah. it, man, like, you've seen uh, – I don't – I can't think what position he had. I think the chairman of Man U, he resigned. Yeah, that's and right. And a whole bunch of different people are getting fired, resigning, kind of like getting caught with their foot in their mouth. The one thing, though, is the recent statement from the president – I can't think what his name is from Real Madrid, who basically orchestrated this whole crap, is he says that he actually has a signed contract from all these teams that they are, you know, going to be involved with their own separate separate league or tournament. So he's like, don't worry, I'm going to be taking legal actions against all y'all asses. Y'all was crazy. cool with it. Y'all was cool with it in the beginning. But once everybody started coming after you guys, y'all started backpedaling a little bit. Yeah, I mean, one of the craziest things, even before I started reading any articles, I just see these pictures on Instagram saying that these fans had these signs. It says, like, you know, created by the poor and taken by the rich. And that's what we've been saying even before I became a soccer fan. Like, I knew it was, like, the world sport because, honestly, like, no offense, it's a poor man's sport. Like, any country, a third world, you know, in South America, in Africa, Asia, in Europe or whatever, you get two rocks you put them one right here and one right here and there's your goal you get four rocks you can have a game you got enough kids enough guys enough girls you got a game you got at least as all you need is a soccer ball or shoot i'm sure uh kids some kids don't even play with a soccer ball they play with anything that they can find and you know and they they fall in love with the players they see on tv or hear on the radio you know and it's yeah it's it's just insane to see something like that happening so what do you think mark like this whole fiasco that happened within the you know 72 hour period in my opinion i think that i i'm 50 50 with it you know i think that i i want to see them i want to see manchester united i want to see liverpool i want to see the teams that got the most money probably playing the other teams that got the most money because yeah let's not get it twisted uh i know as much as you know european and you know united kingdom soccer fans british if you will i think that as much as they want to say it's for the fans you know it was made for the uh, built by the poor stolen from the rich yeah that's true in a way 
But at the end of the day, I kind of got another argument to make, and it might be a little bit controversial in my opinion. But, guys, it's like if you guys want your team to compete with the top six, you know, Tottenham, you know, we talk about them all the time. Jose Mourinho obviously just got fired from them. But in my opinion, you know, Tottenham, they don't win. They don't win trophies. They're not that good of a team, but in some aspect they're in the top six why yes I, I obviously because that they play in london they obviously got a big market there but in my opinion i think they play in the top six because how they sell themselves right i think it's all about market value and the way you market yourself in this day and age it's like and arsenal, I, it's arsenal. Like, arsenal like, like ever since i've been a fan arsenal hasn't been a contender, maybe a top four, but they Historically, haven't been they so have, close. Not recently. So, so yeah. this league, this super league, guys, and I want to put it in quotes, the super league, because I want to throw it out to you guys. I've thrown it out to you guys during the week and, you know, pre-production text threads and that we do throughout the week. But fans, if you guys got any opinion on this, I know that football and I know that soccer is a huge, huge topic in sports, but uh and you know it's let's not just get it twisted there's a lot of stuff that goes on over the pond that has to do with racial injustice so it's not just our country here in america it's all over the place but i i I don't know man i think that i want to see the best compete against the best but i do not want to see you know the fans like they say taken from the poor taken from the poor but at the same time you know they don't get to see their teams play against the top six which is messed up because i think it's still up in the air because i think there's still no definitive agreement whether or not you know the super league would still be playing in the epl and vice versa if the super league would still be playing in the champions league i think that they wanted to cancel once you join the super league and i think that's what made all of these teams obviously back out yeah, because yeah. once you join the Super League, Sean, if you can attest, once you join the Super League, you're done, right? You're I mean, you join the Super League. That's sanctioned, yep. And, yeah, and no no team wants to deal with that. No team no team doesn't want to be a part of the EPL, their domestic the history, league. history, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the FA Cup, you know, the Carabao Cup and whatnot goes on in England. But I just think it's trash. I mean, at the end of the day... You guys wanted to compete a league where you guys can play each other every year consistently because, you know, that's what brought the money. And, uh, yeah, I'm not I, – I, the more I think about it, I'm not really about it. You don't got to qualify for it. You're automatically in it. And if you were going to keep competing and not be playing B and C teams in other competitions when it came to the EPL and the no FA chance. Cup – you know, if you were going to be playing the, your guys' A teams in the EPL, A, FA Cups, you UEFA leagues, I'd be all for it. But if you guys were just all about the A teams, you know, in the Super League and then the, the C teams in the EPL and the in the Champions League and Europa League, then you know what? I'm not with it. So I see both sides of the coin, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, going forward, the fans spoke. And uh, I think that the players kind of spoke that the the players aren't with it because obviously the only way to make the players happy, they would have to play more games. 
me and you guys know, being a player, you ain't trying to play more games. If you can get away with less games, the same amount of money, they're just trying to add more to the players. The players are going to get taxed more. And we all know that the only people that are really going to be winning here is the J.P. Morgan Chase, the guys that put up about five, what was it, five, four point six billion, I believe, to try to get this intact. And then the the the, the Henrys, the John Henrys from Liverpool and the and uh, Fenway Sports Fenways. and the guys that own Manchester City or United and in Stan Concrete. The Arsenal owners, these are the guys that are trying to benefit from it. Straight capitalists from, you know, America where I'm with it. You know, you want to try to grow your brand. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with you're dealing with history. You're dealing with teams that have been around before you guys were even born, before you guys were even thought of. So traditions that were there before they were even born, man. And you know what? I actually Another opinion, you guys give it to me right now. Relegation. I love relegation. Thank you. Three up, three down. F you. If you guys, if if we can, if we can, if you know, imagine relegation in the United States, but we can't because it's about money. We These don't guys, do a table either, though, so it'd be a little different setup. We have the divisions, and the only sport you have conferences is really I called NBA, it. East guys, and West. Guys, let me NHL. let me say. Let me say one thing. We can we have end a lot this. of conference. Yeah. Let me say one thing. We can end this, guys. I said when we started this podcast, give it a couple years. MLS soccer is going to be above. What did I say? NFL so- football. No, I don't think I'm on that trajectory. Not yet. Never will. Not yet. Probably never will. Thank you, Sean. But never what will. I'm trying to say, you look at the MLB, the way it's going. You look at the woke NBA, the way it's going, right? I'm telling you, the way the MLS is marketing itself right now, okay? Games during the week, games during – dude, we're getting good games right now. We're getting the Mexican MXL League uh, uh, on uh, Fox Sports 1. We're getting a lot of shit going right now, bro. But what I'm trying to tell you is that soccer, bro, trust me. You're going to get a little bit, you're going to get a lot. I'm not going to say a little bit. You're going to get a lot more. Um, you're going to get a lot more exposure for not just MLS, but just uh, CONCACAF and Common Ball going forward. Well, I think that's, I think Mark, you said it best. I think, I'm, I think it's just All copy right. and paste, you know, like we say. So uh, there you have it. J- just as fast as the, um, Super League was there and gone. We're getting better. America's getting better, bro. We're getting better players, I'm telling you, man. But episode 109 is there and gone as well. So thank you so much for everyone who tuned in and chatted with us on YouTube and Twitch. But, fellas, take us away for another week of colliding the worlds of sports and comics. Episode 109, another gem to the fans that listen to us live on YouTube, on Twitch. We thank you guys with all our hearts, week in and week out, and to the fans that will listen to this recorded episode. We appreciate you guys just as much. It's a weekly thing with us, as we always say, collide in the world of sports and comics. Definitely look out for us next week for episode 110, and maybe a special treat on the weekend for Mr. Miguel's 34th birthday. Jeez, Louise. But hey, you know what? Like a bottle of wine better with age. That's my brother right there. So again, 
Thank you, guys. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Check out your local comic book shops. If you're local, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. And, yeah, definitely give us a post, a review, subscribe. Have fun with the comic bookies, guys. We love you guys. Thank you, Sean. You said it. Thank you for our sponsor. Thank you for all the fans and everybody that can make this true tonight. It was fun. It was episode 109 next week, 110. We got a special, special. If you're into NASCAR, if you're into racing, you need to definitely check in next week's guest. Uh, We're going to leave it at that. We'll give you guys some little hints going into the week next week. But, yeah, man, Uh, Curry, uh, Marlowe. We got the A's. I didn't. We didn't even touch on that. The A's on an 11-game win streak, guys. It's so much stuff to touch on. Not enough time. But man, I gotta. Uh, let me just tell you guys, the A's. <laughs> let me tell you this. 11 straight since starting 0-6, and, and according to Elias Sportsbrio, guys, they're the first team ever to win 11 straight at any point in the season after starting 0-6. And they did it in their first 19 games, guys. So the A's, where is Casey Pratt? Throw your hands up right now. ABC7, Casey Pratt, because Matt Chapman, you might have been onto something. We might be going over 100, baby. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you, comic bookie fans, baby. Let's go Oakland A's. Let's go Warriors. Let's go Patrick Marlowe. Let's go, everybody in the Bay, and let's go, everybody all over the world. Mike, if you got any announcements to make from new downloads or whatnot, let's let us hear it. But where's thank my you, passport, baby? Fans. Thank I you, do. T. Thank I you, do. Treasure Island Comics, and let's go, man. Thank you. I love you first, guys. First of all, Twitch Co Cowboy, thank you so much for the uh, love. He says, "Good show, guys." So I hope so too. Thank I hope you, everyone Twitch enjoys Co. the show. So anyways, so yes, we don't have any new countries, but I can say that over the last 10 episodes that this podcast has been reached in 14 different countries around the world, including the United States. And so besides the San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland area, and of course the Stockton, Modesto, you know, Manteca area, those are the top two downloads for our podcast. But the second, I mean, I'm sorry, the third has bumped up from the fifth to the third now is Washington, D.C., specifically the Hagerstown area. So whoever is downloading us there, thank you so much. And for everyone else tuning in right now, please share the show. We want to be reached in so many more countries. This is crazy. This is so cool that, you know, you know, three time zones away, three hours away, like right now, literally at 2.46 a.m., like someone's like going to download us right now. You know, this is so cool. But for this has been the Comboogies Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in live, and thank you so much for tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. But this is Mike. That is Mark. That is Sean. We will see you next week with a killer, killer interview in episode 110. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. Enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace and always enjoy each other. Enjoy your sports. Enjoy your family. Remember, guys, summer is right around the corner. We got hot summer days and cocaine nights. If You guys is down with it. But uh, nonetheless, thank you guys and stay with it and stay positive because this is what we do every day, every week at the Comic Bookies podcast. We love you. Peace. Peace.